Welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we're going to be learning together Vayera Chamishi, the fifth Aliyah in Parshas Vayera. The topic of our Aliyah is Yishmael's exile, and it is 17 Pesukim Nan, writing from Perak Chof Aleph, Pasuk Hei to Pasuk Chof Aleph. Let's take a look at a basic summary, and then we will look at some points to ponder to deepen our perspective and understanding. First we hear now about the story where Avram Avinu is now a hundred years when old when he has his child Yitzchak and Sarah now says People will be so happy, people will laugh and joy at this incredible miracle that, is, that, that has happened. She is, she is so, so happy by this, the, this miracle. They, at, at the time that he is weaned, that he is no longer nursing, they make a very big feast for Yitzchak. But at, at such time, Sarah notices that this child, Yishmael, Ben Agar, Amitzris, he's, he's mitzachek, he's, sounds like he's playing games, not, not good behavior. So she turns to Avram and she says, chase out this, this uh, maidservant and her son because they are not going to inherit with Yitzchak. And Avram Avinu is very upset about this. He doesn't want to do this. But nonetheless, Akash Baruch intercedes and says, Listen to Sarah. She is, she is telling you what to do. You should send out this child. And that's what he does. He goes out. He, he, uh, he has promised the child will be, become a great nation. But he, then still, it's very, very hard. He gets up early in the morning. He takes a, 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 some bread, a flask of water. And he, and he goes off and he sends, sends them off into the desert. And that's what happens. She, she gets stuck in the, in the, in the desert. She's, she doesn't know where she's going. The water finishes, and she knows the child's going to die, so she throws him under one of the bushes. She doesn't want to see him die, and she starts crying. She's been caught, caught in the desert beforehand, but this time she's also answered, but not really her. It sounds like Hashem answers Yishmael, who's under this bush as he lies dying, and an angel appears and turns to, to Hagar and says to her, Look, why are you crying? There is a, there is a, Hashem has answered the child, just as he is right now. Look, um, the, there is a, you will take him and save him, make it, he'll become a great nation. She opens up her eyes, and then she sees there's a well right where she is. It was really right there. She just didn't notice it. She fills up the flask, she gives it to the child, and he, and he lives. And this is what happens. He grows up, and he becomes an archer, and he they stay in the area of the Paran Desert, which is in the south, and, uh, and, and she marries, for he, he marries him to an Egyptian woman. That's the end of this, Ali. A lot of interesting questions to think about. Number one is, what was Yishmael doing so bad that he should have been thrown out? So the, the Shadal, um, Rav Lutzato, says a very interesting thing. And he says that, Lo'eg al This is at the weaning party. So what he's saying is, Ah, Avram and Sarah, they're old. They're going to die soon. Before Yitzhak has an opportunity to grow, to grow older, I am going to, uh, I'm going to inherit before there's an opportunity for them to change the will. And so he's, he's, it's really like scorning them. And Sarah didn't like that. Even though it sounded like a joke, many a true thing are said in jest. The Rashbam says, yes, he had an eye on the Yerusha. He says he was interested in, in taking over the Yerusha. Rashi takes it a little bit further and he takes it darker, quoting the um, Medrash, which says that actually Loshon Metzachek expresses Avodah Zarah, pagan, pagan, idea, pagan ideas. Loshon Gilu Arais is also an expression used in Tanakh to express immorality. And also Ritzicha, murder. So these are darker things. This is a, this is a young man on a very bad path in life. He gives, the Medrash gives another example that he would take Yitzchak out into the field and he would shoot arrows in the direction of, of Yitzchak and he'd say, oh, I'm just joking, it's, it's just a joke, we're just playing games. So Yisrael realized that things were getting a little dangerous. Interestingly enough, it, uh, even though Hagar was the one who explicitly prays, it says that Hashem listens to Yishmael, not Hagar. Why is that? Rashi quotes a very important idea, concept, which is in the Bereshis Rabbah, which is that Yofet sa tfilas ha'cholem mit tfilas acherim. 
it is better for a person who is sick to daven. Their prayers are more potent than those around them. So the Bartonura on this Rashi asks a very interesting question. But wait a second, we know that there's a, there's a rule. Ein chavush matir We know that a person who is in prison cannot let themselves out from that prison. So how could it be that in this case he was considered able to, to extract himself? So the Bartonura explains, well, that's if the chole, if the sick person does not have the wherewithal in the mind to be able to pray. But if he does have the capacity to be able to do it, then obviously his prayers are more potent because they're coming from a place of greater desperation, greater understanding of the consequences of their place. The Maral says this is also not a question. He says that it truth be told, ein chole, ein a person cannot extract themselves from their prisons doesn't refer to tefillah, it refers to life situations. A person's sick, a person's financially in, in, in difficult straits. Then a person can't extract themselves. But when it comes to tefillah, a person can always daven. Hashem always listens. And in fact, it's more potent to daven about oneself because one understands one's situation much more desperately than any other person. It's the, the intimate connection that every person has with the Rebbe Shalalam. Now, very interesting question, which is worthwhile noting, is that Yishmael is saved by Asher Husham as he is now, even though in the future he's going to cause tremendous amount of difficulty for the nation of Israel. His children are going to cause terrible persecution for the nation of Israel in the future. Why is it that Hashem didn't kill him because of the future? So the 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 Medrash says because Ba'asher Hashem, this is as he was now. As he was now, he was not yet liable for the future. So the Maral in the Pirush Girur Ariyah and Rashi asks, but wait a second. We know that there's a halacha in the Torah called Ben Sarumar, a, a wayward and rebellious child who's going to turn out to be a very bad murdering um, per person, and we eradicate that person. Uh, already. The Torah says that's a halacha, so why is Yishmael treated differently? The Maral makes a very important point, and that is the difference between the based in Shalmata and the based in Shalmala, the courts of humans and the courts of heaven. In the courts of humans, we are only able to see what a person, what the projections are, what 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 really looks like cause and effect will give. And by Ben Sora Mori in the courts of man, this child is unfortunately in the juvenile delinquent section. It looks like he's going to be going into a terrible lifestyle. The Torah gives under certain very specific conditions the right to say that the projections are this is all very bad. When it came to Yishmael and Akash Baruch who knows, only Hashem really knows the true depth of the human psyche and the ability of a person to change their behavior even in the future. And then Hashem lets Yishmael live. Very, very interesting perspective to consider. This, this particular topic requires a lot more thoughts. One last topic worthwhile thinking is that if you notice, this actually is this story over here, it directly matches the seventh Aliyah, the last Aliyah in Pasha's Vayera in so many ways. The basic fragments, the basic fragments of the story are identical. We hear a story about a parent and a child going together. We hear about a journey through the wilderness. We hear about a near-death experience of the child in that place. We hear about a last-minute heavenly reprieve of an angel expressing itself and a parent whose eyes are open to the salvation right in front of them. And we hear about divine blessing of fantastic proportions after this episode. These six different descriptions actually describe both the story of Yishmael and Hagar in the desert and Avram and Yitzhak in the Akedah. Why is it that the two stories are constructed with the same basic building blocks? So one perspective I once heard from Rabbi Menachem Pena, a very beautiful perspective, is the following. It depends how one sees oneself in relationship to Hashem's plan. Avram and Sarah, as the Ramam describes, hosted tens of thousands of people in their tent. They were, they were people, they were the godly icon of the Middle East. Everybody came through their tent, through their household. They were preaching monotheism to the ends of the earth. And they knew that they were in the center. They knew that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted them. They knew they were the platform of this expression. But what about Hagar? Hagar lived on the outside. Hagar was the maidservant. Yes, she had a child. 
Yes, she had a child from Avraham, but she was very clearly made to be sidelined. When she was kicked out, she felt that the main action, the main stage, the limelight was actually still in Avraham's tent. And she to herself did not realize that actually what was happening right now was part of the, also the, the story that God was trying to unfold. She had a very integral role to play, but she didn't understand that from her perspective. And she acted in a way which was much more dismal. She became much more reactive. She became a passive player rather than an active player like Avraham Avinu in the journey. These two journeys went in very different directions because of the sense Avraham Avinu knew that God was sending him. Hagar thought that God had rejected her. Many of us feel like Hargar enough. Many of us feel the main action is on somebody else's stage. If we were to think a little more like Avraham, that Hashem really wants what we're doing right now, that perhaps makes the difference between these, uh, these ideas. One last, just fascinating perspective to share, and we'll close the Aliyah with this. And that is, is that what is the dispute between Avram and Sarah about Ishmael? Well, it could be about the very nature of what Ishmael is. Is Ishmael a son or is he an Evid? If he is a son, like Avram says, he can't be kicked out. He's my son. If he's an Evid, he's a Ben Amah, then he can be kicked out. Interestingly enough, why is this, where does this dispute get down to? So it comes down to the word mitzachek. He was making fun. What fun was he making? We looked at a few ideas just a few moments, moments ago. Well, if the basic idea is making a, a, a joke, why does the joke have to do with Yerusha? That Sarah says, Lo yarish is ben in benim Yitzhak, with my child Yitzhak. The answer is because what was Yishmael really saying? What jokes could he make about Yitzhak that would affect the Yerusha, that would affect the inheritance? Very simple. He says, look, Avram and Sarah, they, they weren't having children for all these years. Now Sarah goes to somebody else's house and suddenly there's a child. Goes to Abimelech's house and there's a child. Ah, this child is, came, came off the street, came from the Philistines. Definitely not my brother, not from my father. I'm the one who deserves the Yerusha. So he was joking about the very lineage of Yitzhak. Is Yitzhak an Asufi? Was he placed on the doorstep? Where did they get really get him from? Was he really this child? Because he's trying to defend his rights to Yerusha, to his rights to the bequeathing. Avram Avinu says, well, he's my son. I sought to keep him. Sorry, he says, no, he's still a Ben Amah. He's not really worthy of Yerusha. It's interesting that he's taken out and he's put under a tree where both his father and his mother reject him. And that is really what is teaches Yishmael what he did to Yitzhak. He claimed that Yitzhak was a, a adopted child, child left on the side of the road. And he becomes the child left on the side of the road, which is when he prays. And when he prays, realizing what he did, that's when Hashem saves him. That's what we say in Rosh Hashanah every year, says Rosh Hashanah Schwab, in his beautiful essay on Parshas Vayera, where he says, Hayom HaRasalam, Hayom Yamil Babishpat, Kol Yitzrael. And we say there's two options, Im Kabonim, Im Kabonim, if we're like children or if we're like slaves. Im Kabonim, if like, we're like children to you, like Avraham Avinu claimed about Yishmael, Rachamenu Karachem Avabonim, don't kick us out Hashem. But if we're like slaves, like Sarah viewed us, then Hashem, we're waiting to look to you. Make a judgment clear. Make it clear to us, like Yishmael had it clear that he was abandoned by both his parents to show what he had done to Yisrael, claiming that Yisrael had been abandoned to both his parents in order that we can be able to do Shema. And that's what we ask about Kodesh Baruch This is why this Aliyah is one of the Kriyasa Torahs in the, the, on the landing of Rosh Hashanah, because this episode is very much a story about Shuvah. With us, we close the Aliyah in the meantime, a wonderful and meaningful day.